This week we're talking about failure and pain. Maybe not the most exciting topic of conversation, but I think a very important one. In school and in life, a lot of time, we try to avoid things like failure and struggle and pain, but really those are things that we should be embracing as the opportunities that they are for growth and for change. I know the biggest challenge that I face as a teacher in terms of working with students is addressing failure and addressing struggle, addressing pain. Now, that makes sense. In life, our bodies, human beings, are designed to avoid pain. Our brains want to keep us from pain. And a lot of ways, our educational system is designed to try to avoid failure. It's a lot of, what do I have to do to get the grade, to get the A, to get into the college, to do all these things. And sometimes the emphasis isn't always placed on actually learning and actual growth. And that takes failure, that takes struggle, that takes mistakes, that takes pain. And when I get students for the first time in sixth grade, and I think our elementary teachers, our middle school teachers, our high school teachers, I think our whole building does a great job of teaching students to embrace a growth mindset and to really push through challenges and things like that. But still, when I get students for the first time in sixth grade, the biggest thing that I have to work with them on is embracing challenge. And it's in an art room where there's not always as much pressure put as there is in other departments like math or science in the language arts departments. And still, students are uncomfortable getting out of their comfort zone. They want to you know exactly what step to do next. They want to know if something looks good. They want help on every little step. And sometimes they have to push them to just try it. And it's not always going to work out. Not everything you draw or paint or try to create is going to work out. And that's what I want. To create those opportunities to experiment and it's okay to fail at those things. And the other thing that I think is the biggest challenge that as educators we all face when working with students is the idea of addressing pain and addressing struggle. Part of it is in our classroom, the actual struggle of doing difficult things, pushing students far enough to getting them to grow. But the other thing is a lot of the pains that we don't see. I often use the analogy of having the flu. If you've ever had the flu or been really sick, a lot of times your brain's not thinking about anything else other than just not feeling that way, other than just not feeling sick. And a lot of our students are in that state when they come into our classroom. If they've got difficult things going on in their home life, if they've got emotional stresses and emotional trauma on them, they're in the mindset of that pain. They're not concerned about solving for X or figuring out the next lesson or how to get an A. They're trying to get through the day and they're just trying not to feel that way. So I think that's the biggest challenge for all educators is trying to address those pains that maybe we don't see. And part of it 
when working with students is getting them to understand that those things can be used for growth too. We, we're never going to be able to take away all the pain and challenges from our students. The best that we can do is support them through their struggles and get them to embrace those things as the opportunities they are for growth. When I've talked to students about different challenges they've been facing just in life or in school, I often tell them that people who go through things, people who really struggle, are first more interesting than people who haven't had to go through a lot of difficult things. They have a deeper perspective, a, a larger depth of understanding about the world and their place in it. And that's where we kind of try to start when I'm talking to a student or maybe trying to give some advice on a difficult situation is understanding that they are strong and that they will get stronger and they have the opportunity to grow from these difficult things. And we have to start doing that. We have to start embracing failure and pain as the opportunities to make us great. I know that anytime somebody asks me about one of the things that I'm doing or about how I maybe got my perspective on one of these things that we talk about, and I'm certainly not more skilled or intelligent than anyone else, but if someone asks me, you know, how did you come to this conclusion? My answer is, it's a lot of miles and a lot of mistakes. I've had the opportunity to try a lot of different things and to fail often. And that's been a great thing. That's allowed me to gain some perspective on some different things. I've failed at pretty much every stage of my life. And I failed every day working with students. I think that's an important thing to understand too. When you're working with a bunch of different people, and whatever the setting is, people are unpredictable. And they all have different needs and different backgrounds and different emotional reactions to things. I'm sure every day there's at least one student or athlete who maybe I push a little too hard or I, I get on a little too hard about something. Or there's another who maybe I let something slide that I should have jumped on right away. Or the biggest thing is just not noticing things. Maybe not noticing some of the struggles that those students have been through. But that's an important thing for educators to understand, for people working with anyone to understand, is that we're going to fail too. And hopefully we learn from those mistakes and it helps us the next time. It helps us with the next student. It helps us relate to that student who maybe we made a mistake with better the next time. I know I've had so many failures. You know, I think of my life in education. I started out and one of the first things I wanted to do as an educator was be a head football coach. Football was a big part of my life. And... During my first year of teaching, I was an assistant coach. I got named a head football coach during my first year. I was 22 years old. And like a lot of young teachers, a lot of young coaches, I thought I had a bunch of answers to... I, I thought I had the next great solution to all these things, and I was going to institute this new stuff, and I was going to do some things that we had run in college, and it just didn't work. I made a lot of mistakes starting out as a young head coach. I was 0-9, and then I went on to grad school, actually, and then uh, have been an assistant coach ever since for football. 
And so my career head coaching record is 0-9. And I presume that will be what it always will be. I like coaching offensive and defensive linemen. I like being a strength coach. But it was an important thing for me to try it. It's what I thought I really wanted. I found out I didn't like some of the head coaching things quite as well. I've been an athletic director as well. And I found out those were head coaching and athletic directing. There was a lot of things that I didn't enjoy about it. I love coaching and I love teaching. And I didn't like a lot of the paperwork things and the organizational things with those other positions. I like working with the students, working with the athletes. And I, you have to accept failure. I had to accept with that that the, the athletes that I worked with in that season and the students that I coached my first couple years teaching did not get the best education and did not get the best athletic experience. And that's part of it. But if we're not willing to do anything, if we're going to live in fear of those failures, we're never going to accomplish anything. I would like to think those experiences made me a much better teacher and a much better coach. And I would like to think to this day, I'm always trying to learn new things and pick up new things to be a better teacher and a better coach. It's the same in any aspect of our lives. I had the great opportunity, and I've talked about before, to get really sick. To have some health problems a few years back that kept me in different degrees of physical pain for a couple of years. And there were a lot of times that I just didn't feel like dealing with it. I didn't really have a choice in that instant, but it came down to understanding that that pain wasn't going to last forever. At one point, I just had to convince myself that the worst case, I would die. And that pain would be over then. And that's not what I wanted. So then I thought, well, okay, even if I live with this for 50 years and I'm in pain for 50 years, can I handle that? Do I still want to be doing the things that I'm doing? And what other things do I want to do with whatever time that I have? And I convinced myself that this is temporary. Even if it lasts for 50 years in the grand scheme, that's not that long a time. And if I could handle the pain and the struggle for one day, then I could do it the next day. And I could do it the day after that. I just had to break it down and understand, okay, I can get through this right now and I can still do things and I can still contribute and I can still work to feel better and to go through the things I had to do to feel better. But I knew I could get through it and that something positive could come from it. So that was a great opportunity for me. That was a, a very, wound up being a very positive thing in my life. The other thing that it's really important to understand is that emotional pain is far worse than physical pain. And that's something to understand when we work with other people. Because we can't see the emotional pain. Or it's very difficult. We can see some of the behaviors that maybe reflect that emotional pain, but we can't see the pain itself. And it's far worse. I know the worst experience of my life, and I don't blame anyone else and I have no ill feelings about it, but the worst experience of my life was telling my kids that their mother and I were getting a divorce. And there's not a, a negative interaction there and there's no hard feelings, but that was a hard thing to have to tell them and see the emotional trauma that it caused them. 
And I think that's something we have to understand, though, that our students, the people we work with, are sometimes going through those emotional traumas that we can't see. But those are the things, too, that grant them a, a deeper perspective, a deeper understanding of the world, and we can help foster that. And we can help heal some of those things. So that's what I want us focusing on this week. It may sound like a negative thing to talk about failure and pain, but it isn't. These are the things that are opportunities for growth, and we need to see them that way. And we need to push through them, and we need to help our students through those things. So that's what I want for my students this week is I want them to tell me about one failure or one painful experience that they've had in their lives and how they got through it and what they learned from it. How they were able to grow from that situation. And I don't need anybody to share anything they're not comfortable sharing. Sometimes it can be little mistakes, little hardships, but we take something away from them. And I want us focusing on failing forward, on using those things as opportunity for growth to be the people we really want to be and to keep moving forward. Much love.